This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. And good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Noah Chanavez. His name was Noah Chanavez. And one of our regular listeners, Jennifer from Boston, was dead on accurate with this case out of Indiana. It is heartbreaking. Rookie police officer, Indiana police officer, killed over the weekend during a traffic stop, a traffic stop. The paroled ex-convict, if that's what we want to call him, and um, and I'm being nice, the paroled uh, ex-convict charged in this case made a song, made a song. What was the song about? Jennifer was correct. About killing police officers. He made a recorded song making statements that if he was ever caught by police, that he would kill them, according to prosecutors. The paroled ex-con, 42 years old, Carl Boards II, released from parole a year ago. His criminal record goes back. Prince's song was 1999. So his record goes back to 1999 and includes convictions involving guns and drugs. Now he's charged with murder. So this officer, 24 years old, was gunned down in Madison County, northeast of Indianapolis. A 24-year-old first-year officer shot in the head after stopping this paroled ex-con in his 2012 Buick. This happened around 2 a.m. Sunday. You're going to hear this in just a second from the prosecutor. But investigators found 36 rifle bullet casings and damage to the patrol car's hood, windshield, and driver's door. The officer's gun, he did not have a chance. His gun was still in its holster when he was airlifted to a hospital in Indianapolis where he was pronounced dead. And there's a local connection in terms of how police are being treated. Bear with me. I'm going to get to it. This officer, 24 years old, graduated from high school in 2016, served five years in the Army, and he just graduated from the police academy in April. Some three months later, he's dead. And for what? A loser ex-con. The ex-con, Mr. Boards, was apprehended a short time later after leading police on a chase. Officers say they found in his possession a 9mm handgun, an AK-47-style rifle with a high-capacity magazine. So in Elwood, Indiana, in Elwood, Indiana, at the town fountain, blue water is running. Blue water as a 
as a sign of respect for this officer, his mother, a lifelong educator. And this is what the local prosecutor told one of the local TV stations, right? So the question now, and you're going to hear the reporter after the prosecutor, is what was this man doing on the street and not behind bars? It appears that uh, had an AK-47 assault rifle, got out of the vehicle, fired through the windshield of the officer's car. The officer never got out of his vehicle, never had a chance to go for his weapon. A number of shots were fired through the windshield that struck the officer about the face and head. Then the defendant walked over to the window of the car and fired additional rounds. Uh, 36 shell casings were recovered from the scene of the AK-47 assault rifle that had a magazine that had a capacity of 75. Now, Cummings also told us that he felt someone, whether it was the courts or the prosecutor, mishandled some of his previous criminal cases and that he should never have been let out of jail or even put off of probation. So the question becomes, what was this monster doing on the street? It's happening all over the country. Progressive politics. Give them a chance. Give them an opportunity. They'll, they'll do good now. That's one of the stories that I'm talking about this morning. Another one that's on my mind, and I give Mayor Adams credit for this one. The illegal bike crackdown continues. The NYPD on Sunday seized 240 dirt bikes, ATVs, in one day in this ongoing effort to take these illegal rides off the streets. I know it's just scratching the surface, but law and order must be restored where these hoodlums are put back in check, period. There's no other way to say it. So we have the officer killed in Indiana, 24 years old, didn't even have a chance to get out of his patrol car to defend himself or to draw his weapon by some loser. What else do you call a monster like that? Do you just call him a suspect after he made a song about killing police officers? What do you call someone like that? So now let's bring it home locally. NYPD officers pelted with bottles. Don't believe me. Go look at the video. In a wild scene after the Bronx Dominican Day Parade, several cops were punched and pelted with glass bottles by a rowdy crowd of men following the Bronx Dominican Day Parade on Sunday. And this is a little clip of what it sounded like. Why The officer yelling back up three times, three times. And it's like eight officers, but they are outmanned by this wild crowd that is determined that street justice will prevail. Why? Because the officers tried to take one suspect in custody that apparently had a gun. And the officers were literally... Thank God they're young. They were dodging to the left and the right as bottles smashed that were thrown, smashed uh, right behind them. They literally had to duck bottles. This is the world that we live in. And I, I see your telephone calls. We're going to your calls in just one second. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. But the the last one, 
the last story. And I could go on and on with different stories this morning. This last one, I'm, I'm sad with an inner perspective. I have to be honest of do black lives mean anything? Do black lives, yeah, 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 a lot of talk, a lot of talk, a lot of rhetoric. Do black lives mean anything? Do they mean anything? An inner perspective. That's what I'm dealing with this morning. So we're told black lives matter. Oh, yeah, there's a protest. Black lives matter. But do we value, and and obviously I'm not talking about an entire race of people. I'm talking about some, some. So black lives matter. Really? The blood of one young man literally dripping out of his head, literally, and onto the street after being shot in the face. Why? McDonald's French fries, cold fries. So a mother orders French fries online. I'm giving you the abbreviated version. She orders French fries online, goes to pick them up. Apparently they're cold. She comes back a couple of times. Uh, The young people at the McDonald's on Fulton Street give her basically a hard time. Don't take her seriously. She calls her son. Sounds familiar to uh, Jose Alba, right, at the store, the Dominican worker. She calls calls her son. Her son comes. And when the police make the arrest because of cold fries, the son said he's got to do what he's got to do. So now the mother, 40-year-old Lisa Fulmore, her son, 20 years old. So essentially his life is ruined. And as I speak, the young person, the young man, the McDonald's worker that was shot in the face. We don't know if he's succumbed to his injuries, literally as I speak. All we know is that this young man is fighting for his life over McDonald French fries. This happened, and it could happen anywhere but it happened in the heart of the black community in Brooklyn. French fries. So do black lives matter? I'm, I'm a little sad this morning because if, if we're going to be honest about this, in some cases the answer is hell no. The way people are shooting each other and gunning each other down and hoodlums taking over. And this is why progressive politics, you have got to throw these Young monsters in deep check. There's no other way to put it. There's no other way to say it. George Soros and company, Manhattan DA Bragg, you're not going to change an entire dish, uh, generation by being soft on them. No, it, that's not going to work. So let's go to the uh, telephone calls. 800, a number of stories. And uh, the number one that's on my mind, uh, Jennifer from Boston called it, the 24-year-old Indiana police officer. This loser, ex-con, writes a song about he wants to kill a cop, whatever. And apparently that's exactly what he did. Snuffed out this young man's life. He's 24 years old. His family will never be the same again. The mother that dedicated her entire life to education. Look look at what she gets in return now. Because some monster decides to do what what happened in in Indiana. Let's start with uh, Joseph in uh, Parkchester. Good morning, Joseph. What's on your mind? Well, uh, you mentioned uh, that the source of the problem is uh, whether or not you want to answer the question honestly, do black lives matter? And apparently to the community that you think would, it, they would matter most, apparently it doesn't. And I'm talking about blacks themselves because the overwhelming majority of these crimes are being committed by young black males. Uh, 
Now, again, is every single young black male in that category? No, but the problem is there's an inordinate, disproportionate amount of crime, violent crime, committed by that demographic group. Again, they're 13% of the population. They commit 56% of all the homicides in this country, and that is the problem. 13% of the population, and all the, the violent crime, it does not happen in a vacuum. Because while black people are 13% of the population, they, are the, they represent the least educated, least productive, most criminal, and most dependent on government charity in the form of entitlements. Well, I, well whoa, 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 Joseph, I, 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 don't, know, I, I don't know about that. You, you, you know, you're throwing a lot out there. And I don't know where that information is coming from, but I hear can you I, can on. I tell you, can I tell you? It quickly because I have a lot of calls. Okay, if you want to go into the details, great book to find uh, find the details. Culture of Critique Okay, but, jo- but Joseph, but Joseph, you and I both by who? The Culture Critique by Dr. Kevin McDonald. Okay, well, we, we, I thought you said Heather McDonald, who's someone who is renowned and I respect her tremendously. Uh, you know, Joseph, we can each find a book to find whatever point that we want to make. You know that, I know that. But let me ask you this before I move on. You laid out what you feel is the problem, as you do often, but what's the solution? And quickly, please. The solution? <clears throat> the solution is that, again, multiculturalism, multiracialism. Wait, are you there? Okay. I, I don't know what happened, Joseph, but uh, we, we just lost you there. Let's go to our friend Audrey uh, in Brooklyn. Audrey, good morning. Uh, some of the listeners were upset with you yesterday. I need to clarify because, I, uh, first of all, I was upset because my colleague was up there at McDonald's yesterday when this young man got shot. But what I re- what I meant and what I still feel, I have no sympathy for anyone that takes their life because, you know, you, that's disrespecting our creator. That's how I feel. So I wasn't um, ignoring the cops or saying anything negative about police. My dad was a captain. He's he's deceased now, and I have members that are police officers. So I, I applaud them. I, I worked with them. So, yeah, they're going to get in my butt. But after I hung up, and I said, that's not what I meant. And I felt bad all night long. And thank you for taking my call. And I am not a police hater. I love people. And by the way, in 24 more days, I'll be 70 years old. <laughs> well, happy, happy early uh, birthday, Audrey. And uh, thank you. Thank you um, uh, for calling in. And um, I appreciate you. And so um, I want to go now to uh, Jennifer in Boston. Jennifer was the first one, as she's done on several of these uh, incidents. Jennifer was the first one that brought my attention. I had no idea what she was talking about to the situation in Indiana, but I am infuriated, infuriated. And I'm going to say it, folks, because, you know, sometimes I'm just in a no-win position. And, Jennifer, I'm coming to you. But but what I want to say, particularly to my community, and I venture to say that most African Americans, I'd say overwhelmingly, Numbers, work hard, just want a good life like everybody else, go to school, go to work, raise your kids, do the best that you can, the American dream. But it is not helping race relations in our country, right? Because I'm going to say what I know what some whites are thinking, but they won't say or they feel they can't say. This suspect that killed this officer who happens to be white, 24-year-old white officer, the suspect, the ex-con, is African-American. This does not help race relations in this country. Whether you realize it or not, folks, you can't just simply keep excusing the behavior and say, well, that's the actions of one, and you know, you know, you know, it builds resentment. And that's where we are currently today. Jennifer in Boston, good morning. Hi, Dominic. I actually was just talking to my mom, and um, we were listening to you over the radio <laughs> in my car. 
and um, because she knows of my fondness for you, and she can't get you on her radio. I'm actually going to get her a new radio, so just so she can hear you. Well, that's very kind um, of you. Thank you. Well, she's I, I and my mom loves the African American community. She goes from uh, the suburb where I was raised. She'd go 20 miles into Dorchester and Boston, go to All Saints Church, and she would just rave about her conversations, about the loveliness of the people. When I was little, I always thought she wished I was black, Donna. <laughs> she had such a, a, an adoration we used to, for black children and for black And she would have this lovely girl come, and she spent every summer with us for three years. And people would say awful things to my mother, awful things to us. Our neighbors built a fence. So believe me, Dominic, I would never be one to say that there was not awful racism and that there still is not to a lesser extent, but still. But yet, we are going in the opposite direction. There's horrible vitriol coming from a lot, and like you said, certainly not all, but a lot of people in the black community now toward whites, and uh, they were trying to loop it together with Asians and La Raza and all that, um, I mean, uh, Hispanics and Asians. And you know most of the crime perpetrated on Asians, sadly, is from the black community, violent crime. And yet, it's it's like everything's going backwards, and, and, and the vitriol and, and the hatred of one another, it's just being perpetuated. And when I heard you mention the young man and the officer, I just wanted to thank you for giving it, giving his, his passing and his life, the way he lived, five years in the military, um, in the Army, and 11 months on the force before he was killed. Like I said, Dominic, not not six years ago, he was he was on the drum corps and the marching band and the wrestling team in high school six years ago. And you look at the path that his life took, and you know the, his murderer was starting to commit violent crime at the same age. And you and I have talked about this, Dominic. You made choices in your life. They weren't always easy, but you made them. You made and you made good choices and we have to start rewarding and uplifting people that do the right things in life. And like you said, stop apologizing and making excuses for people that do the wrong things and stop making them victims when they are perpetrators. And this man out in, in, in Indiana, he had shot at cops before with an AK 47 and he put 36 slugs into this cop from an AK-47, and like I said, Dominic, I didn't hear one word on the media about a military-style rifle. So I am grateful for people like you, like I told you the other night, that use your platform, your voice, and just your sense of human dignity for the right. And I hadn't heard about tonight what happened in, uh, at the McDonald's, and I thank you for giving that that you know, situation of voice too, because wrong is wrong. Whoever the perpetrator is right is right. We have to look at each other as fellow, just human beings and Americans and people, like you said, with the same wants and desires instead of this, this horrible separation. And I know Audrey's a lovely woman. And um, I just want to say, I feel bad that she felt bad about that. Um, We all view life differently, but I do think that my, my heart does go out and I would pray for anyone that took their life because You know, ours is not to judge. You know, ours is not to judge. That's God. And I just, again, I'll pray for that officer as I do them all, Dominic, because who's going to want to protect any of us pretty soon? I'm surprised any of them are still showing up to work. Thanks. I rambled and you let me. No, 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 it's okay. It's okay, Jennifer, because um, you're helping us. And I I thank you for the call. And I want you to have a a beautiful morning. And uh, we welcome your mom now as a... um, as a listener to uh, WABC, so thank you for the for the call, Jennifer. I am just, I mean, you know, folks. Oftentimes, um, I know what the problem is. Of course, I know what the problem is, but oftentimes, um, I just look the other way and 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 pray that things will get better. Just look the other way and say, "Oh my God." You know, hopefully things will get better. But over French fries? So you shot somebody in the face over cold French fries? So now, of course, the mother's trying to help with a self-defense claim. But this young man's life, you know, who knows what the criminal justice system will do? We we will find out. But what we know is that this young man's life is uh, in jeopardy. 
more than it already was prior to the shooting. And the young man that he shot in the face over uh, French fries um, is fighting for his life if he is uh, still alive. So, and then we have the officer in Indiana, 24 years old, nothing but a promising future in front of him. And the ex-con sings a song about, I'm going to kill a cop. And allegedly, that is exactly what he did. Where the officer didn't even get the opportunity to get back out the vehicle, didn't even get the opportunity to draw his weapon. Billy in Queens. Good morning, Billy. What's on your mind? Dominic. Yes. Dominic. Yes. Don't, you, you, you're really good at preaching to the choir. Why not have people for, do you know anybody in the black community, any leaders that you could have on for an interview? And like, Billy, I you don't Billy, be- Billy, Billy, are you serious right now? Yeah, yeah I'm very serious. Bill, Billy, you know Billy, Billy, I- stop, stop, stop. Any, what? any African American leader that's worth anything in New York, I know on a personal level. Now, but, but, I, but I, I, Billy, I'm saying things publicly that they will never say, that they cannot say publicly because it's about the money. So what Bill, did you accomplish in tonight? You're preaching to the choir, Dominic. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not night. preaching to the choir. What I'm doing, Bill, so, okay, so, Billy, so what would you have me do? You want me to just ignore this, what happened at the McDonald's and the, and the shooting of the 24-year-old uh, India? What would Indiana cop, what would you have me do, Billy? Excuse me? What would you have me do? I need an answer. I just, I just told you. Bring no, on I just like told Reverend you. Charlton. I just told what? you. I just told you. How many times do I have to say it? Every major African-American leader is not going to touch these topics. It's it's not popular. It goes against the money. I just told you that, Billy. So what would you have me? You think I'm the only one to say these things? You don't think that all the black leaders that you're think you don't think they say the same things privately, what I'm saying publicly? They do. They just can't do it publicly because it's bad for their business. So, Billy, before I take this break, what would you have me do? I would like you to get more calls from people from the black community. I mean, like, even like, uh, not just anybody, even like, uh, you do interviews. You, you mean, you, you've interviewed like, presidents. Donald, you, you open up with that clip of Donald Trump. Right. Basically so, saying the same thing that I say to you that you okay. denounced me for. Okay. So, the same exact compliment and you denounced so me for Billy, it, but, so, Billy, so, so you want me to have on people that are going to justify this dysfunctional behavior. That's what I hear. Uh, not saying I'd like to hear. we got to reach those people. Okay, Hochul's going to get elected governor. You know it and I know it. And this state is finished. Okay, now we can go on tonight and every night. You're 100% right. You're always on point. I love you for that. But you pre- we're preaching to the choir. You know it and I know it. It's not going to get us nowhere. You tell me what we're accomplishing tonight or you're accomplishing well, Billy, uh, a, a, I'm not being rude. I just, I just do need to move on because I am like five minutes late on a uh, commercial break, and we have a lot of calls uh, as usual, but but even more this morning than uh, normal. Coming up at the top of the hour, in for Frank Morano, and the other side of midnight is Curtis Lewa. Coming up at 45 minutes past the hour, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter. Uh, that'll be an interesting segment. And download the 77 WABC app and listen to Bernie and Sid in the morning, the number one rated news talk radio morning show in New York City. Weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. here, Bernie and Sid say President Biden deserves little credit for taking down the al-Qaeda leader. It irks me when people get credit for something they don't deserve to get credit for. Look, I'm happy the guy is dead. If he was one of the masterminds of 9-11, we can't kill enough of those guys. Anybody who took part in actually finding this guy and killing this guy deserves all the credit. But, of course, Biden will get credit this morning. And trust me, folks, he had nothing to do with this strike last night. Thanks once again to our great military for what they did, and a a minimal sliver of thanks to the imbecile who gave it the thumbs up. I mean, duh, no-brainer. W-A-B-C This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point-of-sale system you can trust, or is it... 
a real POS. You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. WABC. They say this is a big rich town. I just come from the poet's part. Bright light city life, I gotta make it. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are going right back to the telephone calls. A lot going on, many different topics. Let's start with Al and Yonkers on the mayor's crackdown on these uh, ATV issues and problems. Good morning, Al. Oh, Dominic, thank you, uh, Dominic Carter, for taking my call. I just wanted to say I'm not surprised with the mayor uh, cracking down on this uh, nuisance with the uh, the, the uh, motorbikes in the city and throughout the boroughs. Uh, prior to the primary, uh, he received the endorsement of the uh, first Dominican congressman, Espala. Espala had re- originally endorsed Stringer, but when Stringer had a problem, uh, you know, controversy, Correct. He, he, he endorsed Adams. So what Eric Adams did at the time, Borough President Adams, he went up to Inwood, and he received the endorsement of uh, Congressman Espala. And he let SBI. it be known that SBI. if he was... But go oh, ahead. Excuse me. It's yes. SBI. Go ahead. Okay, sure. He let it be known that if he was elected mayor, he would uh, crack down on this nuisance, and he has. Do you agree? Well, I, thank you for the call, Al. What what I like about it is that these bikes are a sign, a full indication of the dysfunction in New York. And I say take them all. Take every last one of them, as long as it's done legally. You ride on the sidewalk, gone. You don't have paperwork, gone. You drive recklessly in the street, gone. You you drive up on senior citizens like you got no sense, double gone. So I support fully what the NYPD is doing. But, Mr. Mayor, this is only the beginning. Now the full crack down must begin and the street crimes unit must come back and within the snap of a finger in my opinion new york will go back to being new york that we all love the safe city when things are under control larry in brooklyn good morning larry welcome to the dominic carter show not too hi dominic not so fast dominic not so fast um, you know, if you were preaching to the choir, if, as, as that other caller said, uh, I uh, I do not I do I I abstain from being part of the choir because uh, I I I, I want to know one thing: What did this McDonald's worker do to the mother that was so bad to warrant your terminology of that this poor twenty-year-old life is now in jeopardy? Okay, to care about this 20 year old. What did the McDonald's worker do to the mother that was so terrible for you to warrant that terminology on your part? So, so apparently, and, and you never know with these types of situations, Larry, but the mother goes into the store, says, You served me cold fries. And she claims that the workers put a fresh set of fries on top of the old stale fries and gave it to her again. And then the workers apparently started joking about. Essentially, ma'am, you're bringing these fries back, but they're all over your teeth. And so they were alluding to that maybe she wants free fries or something like that. So I don't know exactly who said what, but at the end of the day, uh, she calls her son. Her son comes down, right? Just like in Manhattan at the uh, deli store, the girlfriend calls her boyfriend. He comes down, and then we know what happened. And so now the the mother in the uh, bedside uh, situation has three kids apparently, and now her twenty year old son uh, is is looking at serious uh, charges. So, but the bottom line, Larry, is that it really doesn't matter what the spat was about to be shot in the face over French fries. 
no, that, that's what, that's all, that's exactly my point. You were saying that the shooter's life is in jeopardy. I, I would I would end that. I would I would fix that situation. I would I would lynch him from the nearest tree, and then his life would would no longer be in jeopardy. It would be over. I don't understand why you are, you want to cut this kid some kind of break with his mother. Right? Why he was, what was he doing with a gun? This kid was packing a gun, waiting for an excuse to hurt somebody. This is the lowest slime case, probably a gangbanger, and you're you care about this kid's life. Okay, I, I, wait, wait, Larry, I'm a little confused. I, I thought I said the criminal justice system is going to handle it. Where did you hear me say that I'm so, so to speak, concerned about his life? You use the term, this kid's life is in jeopardy. I didn't know who you were talking about. The kid I'm talking about the, the kid. kid I'm talking about the kid, Larry, that's in critical condition in the hospital right now. And, no, and, you, and, you, and you, Larry, I'm telling you what I was talking about. Thank you for the call, Larry. Uh, maybe you misunderstood what I said. But literally, as we speak, the person that was shot in the face, the person whose blood dripped out of his head onto the so- sidewalk near the McDonald's and almost to the curb and into the street, that person is fighting for their life. We still don't know if that individual is alive. Let's go to uh, Ilona in Westchester. Good morning. What's on your mind? Dominic, you need two hours. Really, you really do need two hours. Well, thank you. you Thank you. Thank you. All I can can say to you is that uh, the Casamitidis family, uh, John Casamitidis, Marco Casamitidis, they have been overly fair with me. So who knows Who knows what will happen in the future, but they're some of the best people I've ever been around my entire life. But please go ahead. Absolutely. But, you know, with the situation, with all these things going on, we need another hour to get it all out there. Um, I just want to say back to Audrey again. Okay, uh, so what she said tonight, my comment to her is, when a policeman kills himself, I don't think she should be the one to judge. That is up to God. And the way that they're going through so much right now, you know, uh, being shot at, killed, you know, um, look what happened in New York City. You have to have compassion for the fact that he was suffering, you know. That's what it's all about because the way they're treated, it's just, you know, think about going to work every day knowing, you know, you're going to possibly be killed or, you know, this is just disgusting. I can't take it. And, you know, you have those frauditors out there, and they're also attacking the police. You know, they're disgusting, vile people. And, you know, they they think they can say what they want to the police and get away with it. And last but not least, Eric Adams, when these policemen were, you know, belted with, with whatever, I mean, I would like to see him on TV right now live talking about it. Support the police and get more police out there on the streets, you know, well, squeeze the money out. I I appreciate your comment, but to to take it a step further. So these officers were literally in the Bronx at the following the uh, Dominican Day Parade. They were literally ducking and and moving their heads left and right as the bottles were smashing up against the wall. What I'm trying, the point I'm trying to get city leaders to understand and these phony progressive politicians, what happens when one day, God forbid, an officer pulls his or her service revolver and fires? Then what? Then then we're going to go down the road. Thank you for the uh, telephone call. Then we're going to go down the road of the person was an honor student uh, everything was wonderful in their life, and uh, they're a victim of the NYPD and ka-ching, a $100 million settlement. Of course, I'm being sarcastic, but that's what the lawyers want these days to get their, to cover their 30%-plus expenses, which, by the way, are padded. It's we, 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 we are dealing with a situation society-wise. Well, we have got to be very, very careful. Here's the truth. We are losing control. The police are losing control. And so to you progressive politicians, who's going to protect you 
Mr. District Attorney, once the police lose control, then what happens? Do you think these animals have any respect for you, Mr. District Attorney? What do you think is going to happen when the police lose control of the street? And that video in uh, the Bronx, the Dominican Day Parade, they lost control. And it wasn't their fault. They were outmanned, outgunned, if you will, with people throwing bottles And think about this. They're throwing bottles at the police. Why? Because someone carrying an unlicensed firearm doesn't want to be placed in custody. Think about that for a second. Arlen and Elmont, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic, good morning. How are you? Good, 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 good. Please go right ahead. Good, right ahead, right ahead. Well, I worked in mental health um, for most of my life, right? But I wish you did have more time that we could talk about um, the issues on mental health. But tonight, I kind of want to talk about what's going on in the community. Dominic, I believe it's a very, it's a simple thing. And we don't want to look back in time, but our community is broken. Blacks, our black community has to take accountability to start. Okay, once we take accountability, then we can start to repair ourselves. I hate to go back, but General Sherman had the right plan for Abraham Lincoln with his reconstruction. Okay, and I can cut it short like that. General Sherman had the right plan. And, if we, and I encourage everyone to read The Destruction of Black Civilization by Chancellor Williams. I think that would give us big insight on how to improve. And instead of talking about all the problems, how to improve and fix the problems. Well, I, I, I thank you uh, for the call. I, I am uh, just uh, up against a hard break here. I've got to take a break. Coming up at the top of the hour, Curtis Slewa. Uh, who's all excited and ready to go. And for Frank Morano and the other side of midnight, we are going to take a break. When we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter. Folks, download the 77 WABC app. When we come back, I'm going to stand in Forest Hills, LQ in the Bronx, Brooklyn, Ohio, Massachusetts, and the Bronx. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. And I found this interesting just a few hours ago. Congresswoman Carolyn Maloney doesn't think President Joe Biden will run for re-election in 2024. Quote, I don't believe he's running for re-election. Maloney Maloney declared Tuesday night during the uh, New York One three-way debate for New York's 12th Congressional District that includes uh, Congressman uh, Jerry Nadler. And uh, Biden's poll numbers, you already know, have been abysmal. Uh, A recent Gallup poll found 60% of Americans disapprove of the job, of his job performance. We'll see what happens. I've said for months that I do not believe under any scenario he is uh, running for Re-election. Let's go right back to the telephone calls. You're 10 minutes away from Curtis Lewa in for Frank Morano and the other side of Midnight Stand in Forest Hills. Good morning. Uh, normally, I don't take anybody's side, most of the people that call up here. But I have to say, Dominic, and I mean, you know, Billy, the guy that called, he, he makes a point. It is absurd to say that you can't find a leader again. There's, there are black leaders Stan, in this. this Stan, city. wait, 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 Stan. I'm gonna let you finish. Stan, wait, 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 Stan. I'm gonna let you finish. Oh, okay, you, you, you don't think I already know where you're going, Stan? I, I, you know, I'm a straight up guy. Oh, if, if I'm telling you that black leaders won't go near this, every now and then you'll hear them a little bit. They're not gonna do anything to mess up the money. So they're not going to come on this program and talk about the issues that exist, not really talk about the issues that exist in the the community. It's not going to happen. I'm telling you, just about every major African-American leader in New York, I have had this type of conversation with privately. But now please continue. Well, I cannot believe there is one African-American or one person of color in the, not talking the cream of the crop like Sharpton, forget him, he's a loser. 
I'm talking in the middle that will come to you. You think it's all about money? There is not one. I cannot believe that these people are that low in that situation. You're telling me – I'm not talking the cream of the crop – there are no black leaders or nobody okay. that you can take to come to this show. I but find no, that no, hard no, to no, 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 no. When I say stand, but but if they come, they also have an agenda of what they want to talk about, and I'm not willing to go to the agenda. And so, for example, I may bring them on and say I want to talk about crime, but it's part of the negotiation. They say they want to talk about the weather. I'm <laughs> using that. No, seriously. And, and and this is the way the debates happen. The, the, this is the way a lot of things go down. So, you, you know, I I, I I I will try. I will I will really try. But listen, but listen, stand, but stand, but stand. But wait, listen, stand. Whether I'm telling you or an African American leader is telling you, what's the difference? Well, you're with all respect, my friend. You have a talk show, and you have a somewhat of an agenda yourself. As a talk show host, Stan. And that, I don't mean right. that in a no, bad no, no. Way. I, I know you don't. I know you don't. You but have, Stan, you Stan. Can, you're a journalist. You can't get one leader on Stan, that program. Stan, Stan, Stan. No, 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 no. I, I, that's not what I said. But Stan, you're one I, of the I, best. But well, well, thank you, Stan, and I really do appreciate that. What what I'm saying, and I always appreciate uh, the banter, the back and forth with you. Thank you for the call, Stan. What what I'm what I'm trying to say, folks, is that, um, and I will I will. I will have someone, but do you think they're going to be? As, frankly, I frankly, the producers here could tell you that I cut back the comments of what I really want to say, of what of, about the dysfunction. To be honest with you, so I'll start out at a level ten, but what you hear on the radio is actually a four or five. But 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 I hear you. But 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 I hear you. Let's go to uh, Ronnie in the Bronx. Good morning. Uh, hello, Dominic. Uh, the last caller was, uh, I just think he was just threading water, was nonsense, what he was saying. Um, uh, I think people individually act out in the streets. It has nothing to do with leaders or anything or any bad information that they got from somebody. They're using instincts. It's horrible. People listening from around the country. Just it, it, the- this sounds like Steve. Is this Steve? This is not Steve from Manhattan. Oh, okay, 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 all right, okay. I didn't say that to you. He's okay. ridiculous. Okay, no, 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 no. The only reason why I'm asking, only reason why I'm asking, Ronnie, is that I will take everyone's telephone call, but I like for people to be straight up with me. That That's it. You know, don't don't disguise who they are. But please continue. Okay, um, the thing is, people don't understand it. This is a political agenda that's been in place for years. There's no bail law. It's ridiculous. There's no bail for criminals in New York State. Um, individual prosecutors don't want to prosecute. They basically want criminals running around the street. This is That's what they want, these politicians who are hard left. They just want to keep the criminals on the street so people will get out of New York and they'll turn New York into some kind of, uh, I guess, very hard left state where people are frightened and they leave and the political structure is 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 hard left and the people they'll they'll rely on immigrants and illegals to come in to do a lot of the work because they'll fill the gap for the people that are leaving new york will stay a hard left state and you would have to worry about running in this state if you're hard left you're going to win there's no going to be no conservative movement that's a fallacy you know it dom you're a political guy you know republicans ain't winning in november here in the governorship or the senate races it's ridiculous same thing in california the hard left is taking over this is what they want this is their agenda dom they want to win every election and they're going to do it through legal and illegal immigration my man I, i hear you thank you for the call from the bronx let's go to brooklyn Good morning, Jacqueline. What's on your mind? Um, I missed the beginning of your program, so I didn't hear what uh, that woman uh, had to say, the one that gave that, I, I think I can say this word on the air, half half behind um, sympathy to the officer that uh, committed suicide the other day. Um, you, you, yeah. you, you, you're referring to uh, to Audrey. and, 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 and Wait, 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 wait. And I understand that you may agree to disagree or strongly disagree with what she said. The only thing I'm saying is that it takes a, a strong person to call back the next night and say they were upset 
they overspoke to basically apologize to a degree for what she said. But please continue. Okay. All right. Well, then I give her credit for that. As I said, I missed what she said. But and I refer to her as one of the usual suspects, along with uh, the guy from Forest Hills. But anyway, what I was curious about is why she never has any commentary on incidents that happen like this one in McDonald's, where I believe both the shooter and the victim were African-American. Indeed, that's that's the How case. Come she never has anything to say about that because there's nothing that she can say to defend that. Well, second, well, Jacqueline, uh, go ahead with your second point. Uh, then I do have to move on. But but there's nothing anyone can say to defend right. that. But, it is it is idea. it is dysfunction on top of dysfunction on top of dysfunction. Exactly, but that's not the the place that she ever is coming from, and she never will tell it as it actually is. She always uh, puts up the argument and the defense uh, for the African-American community, whether they're right or wrong. Um, The other thing that I wanted to say, to add to, I don't remember her name. Um, This was a woman that you know that had called up, I think it was last week. She was absolutely outstanding. And I don't know if she's someone uh, that is... Jackie Rowe Adams. Yes, thank you. Uh, And I missed that day. I know you were going to try to have her on when you were covering during one of the daytime shows. And she was on. She is a very outspoken African-American woman. And and I'm glad, I I do have to move on, Jacqueline, but I'm glad you said that. So Stan and and the other caller said, you know, have some black leaders on. She came on and she basically echoed everything that I said because she's on the front line. So I guess she's not a black leader now. I I, I mean, I I, I don't understand, you know, she's, she's on the front line, but... But she's calling out what needs to be called out. So see what people really mean when they say, oh, have on a black leader. They mean have on someone that's going to defend the status quo. That's what they mean. When, in actuality, those same leaders that will defend the status quo publicly, you should see what they say privately about the problems in the community. Roger in Massachusetts, good morning. What's on your mind? All right. Well, first of all, I think Larry from Brooklyn was referring to you speaking about the mother possibly uh, doing a self-defense uh, argument. But but the reason I called, for several months I've thought this, and it might sound like pie in the sky, but wouldn't Dr. King, uh, I, mean, I would think that somehow, somewhere along the line, a black community would get there and say, hey, look at this looks terrible. Why can't we straighten up and show the whites how to live? He's such a, an upright example to put the rest of us to shame. You, you know what I mean? Um, you know what I mean? Well, it's, you know, I, I, mean, I, 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 I hear you, Roger, but, but no one has to show anybody else how to live. That's a very slippery slope. I get it. You're saying be a role model. Roger, I wish I had more time. And to Jay in Ohio, I apologize I didn't get to the call. To John in Brooklyn, LQ in the Bronx, I can go on and on. You folks get the point. We will continue this tomorrow. I will be back same time, same station. You want to keep it right there. You know who's coming up. Curtis Lewa in for Frank Morano on the other side of Midnight. WABC Radio is proud to celebrate 100 years. From October 1st, 1921, to music radio, to talk radio's crown jewel, worldwide and beyond. WABC.